Mics are muted. Mics are unmuted. That is going to be March 15th and 18th, you said? Is that 18th, 18th to the 21st? 20th. Okay. 18th, 18th to the 20th. Okay, it's only three days, guys. All right, three days. Uh, we got a lot going on here, man. Mm-hmm. I got a lot. You go to academy.softwarewire.io. You'll see all the dates for That's all the right. academies we got coming up. That's right. Or you can just, you know, hashtag academy in the chat. You can do that there as well. Go. Hashtag academy in the chat. Whoa, who got smart with that? Uh, don't worry about it. We got it all Who taken care of. Speaking that? of hashtagging in the chat, in the chat uh, go ahead and hashtag WPT Global if you want some information on the meetup game. This is going to be taking place on January 31st at Playground Casino in Montreal. Uh, it's going to be myself, Schwan Lu, John Van Fleet, aka Ape Styles. We're all going to be in the building, going to be playing a little bit of 1 3. There's also a $2,200 high roller that I'll be playing in that day, followed by the 1100 main event the next day. Uh, be sure to hit hashtag WPT global for more information on that, or you can check the pin comment in the chat or the description below. All of those links will take you to the same place, which will give you a lot more details on what's going on at playground casino. I hope to see you guys all there. Uh, and then finally we have a new course out on the, uh, site right now. Uh, just, just hot off the press. I mean, literally five minutes. This series is going to be a full review of the recent WPT 10K World Championship event that just happened at the Win here in Vegas. We're just going to dive right in and start off with six-handed play because a lot of the really interesting hands took place in that portion of the event. And then we're going to have some really fascinating hands in three-handed and heads-up play. So we have six elite-level players and obviously a really good opportunity to see what these players do in a high pressure, very big money situation. All right, that is Matt Hunt's new course, breaking down the world championship. This is gonna be analysis of the final table of the WPT championship that just took place at the win. Uh, you can find all five episodes of that, I believe. There is are that five correct? of them. All right, LeManager is on top of it. You can find that at solveforwide.io. All you need is the all-in access pass, so go ahead and sign up for a membership. Obviously, uh, you get a discount if you sign up for the yearly. Hunt puts out great content. This is going to be very ICM-driven, so for any of you tournament players here that are looking to get better at final table spots, Landon, you know, mm-hmm. not, not throwing any shade, but, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Take a little peek at it. I'm there just... were some fun hands at that final table, so that, it should be uh, pretty cool to see Hunt break that down. Yeah, I think the most interesting one, obviously, is the... Uh, Ace-10, Chewy... King-10. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Ace-10, King-10. What was the Ace-10, King-10? Uh, Chewy had Ace-10, and Sepiel had King-10 hearts. Sepiel oh. blasted it. Oh, uh, yeah, the rocket off. Yeah. The rocket man. Love to win. Rocket man. I wasn't even thinking about that one, but yeah, that one's going to be super interesting. I was thinking of the, the blind versus blind. Actually, you're probably right. That one's probably more interesting, and the blind versus blind is probably more standard. Yeah. Right. Queen Jack off? No, no, no. The um, the Jacks versus Ace King. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. The Mormon, the Mormon Queen Jack off is interesting too. Yeah, a lot of hands. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun hands there. A lot of fun hands <laughs> to check out. So uh, be sure to head to software.io and check all that stuff out. All right, we got the heavy lifting out of the way. I don't know why I'm stuck on that shot. Man, a lot going on today. I saw your fingers a little bit better. I'm gonna take a breath for a second. Oh, God. You okay over there? There's a lot, man. I'm just fucking. Uh, 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 how's Guapa do this? No, shit? no, no. You're like this. You're you're fiddling your fingers. By the way, I haven't played in the means. fiddle in a while. 
Yeah. Well, we got rid of the fiddle. Bust out no, the fiddle. No, we need the fiddle back. No, the fiddle's gone. No, JJ, JJ wants the fiddle, man. All right, JJ can get the fiddle whenever he gets us another 500 subscribers. Or, <laughs> or um, members, rather. So the way it works, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the more members we have, the more emotes we're able to unlock. Right? Oh, I see. And I'm sorry, but we had to add the Reject, reject Me Daddy, Daddy. emote. Yeah. You got rid of the fiddle for Reject Me Daddy? Actually, no. We got rid of the Pirate P. What? For Reject Me Daddy. I'm sorry, uh, that, Brian. It had to happen. That's, that's that fine, was it's baseball season. I understand. We're in the corner. I understand, but I wasn't getting rid of the Terrible Towel. That lives on forever. I think we should swap the Terrible Towel no. and the P for whatever season it is. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> I'm, I'll be waving my towel in the spring, bro. I'm pretty sure uh, that I can get in there and finagle. <laughs> the, uh, he's he's going to talk to the manager. The fiddle, the fiddle was lost for either the vulture emote. Vulture's mm -hmm. good. Vulture's really good. Or um, what was the other recent new emote that we put in there? Well, who are you talking? Oh, the the in the muck. Who are you oh, talking yeah. about? In the muck for... has to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking about for the vulture? Yeah, I mean that was well, how was that board? I didn't want to know. How are people gonna How are people gonna spell poop without the P's in there? Now that now you get it, yeah. Brian. Now you understand why uh, the P has been removed, and only the oop remains. Uh, <laughs> just ooh, out just of position. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we have updates on the ACR bot situation via G Jay Nandez. Uh, we have updates on the Brigada final table and a bit of a twist with one Anthony Zeno. Uh, I'm in the fucking muck today, you are. if that's not clear by mm -hmm. now. And uh, we have a thread that we're going to dig through uh, from Jay Little where I know this is shocking. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I don't exactly agree with his stance here. Uh, so maybe you guys can bring me around to it a little bit. I can't um, wait for the time that you yeah. actually do agree with the take. I'll be a little bit softer on this one because I think I I think maybe in some fantasy land I can agree with the under underlying sentiment. Listen, the the tortoise read it and took all about three seconds to to <laughs> find the uh you know. The loss of lo yeah, here. the loss of logic in this. I will uh, say thing. it's tough on Twitter when you're trying to get some sort of blanketed point across that can make sense in a very small amount of words. Okay. Because like we had a back and forth and we kind of figured out what he was trying to get at. Yeah, but you know, I could have just reframed it as saying hands that are breaking even in theory might possibly be losing. In well, practice, guys, mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about this later, you know, later on in the yeah, show. Let's, Not at the moment. Let's but, bury uh, the lead, huh? Yeah. Let's, you know, let's, let's relax here. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's get it, let's get it kicking off. Let's with get it pop a little, in. Yeah, it's, let's get yeah, it pop in. This is my, like, come this on, this is your thing. You can't miss that. Uh, let's, you missed it. <laughs> how do you miss that? <laughs> I don't want to do it, man. Let's start with uh, an update on ACR's bot situation via Jay Nandez. So he put out a tweet today. This is. Roughly 24 hours after we reported this yesterday, uh, or maybe it was two days ago, sorry. Um, he said, ACR suspended the accounts pending a full investigation. This is the way ACR thumbs up. Will players see any refunds? So we are making some headway, it seems. Uh, yeah, you know, for better or for worse, like the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So at the end of the day, we may not be doing online uh, long-term service, in painting them as the dystopian nightmare that I believe it to be. <laughs> but 
in the near term, for those who do continue to play on it, I do think that like talking about these issues day in and day out and applying some upward pressure to the sites to actually make good is kind of working itself out, right? Um, obviously, like the the guys in the community deserve all the credit in the world, like the the Matt Marinellis, the Patrick Howards, uh, the Jay Nandezes, the ones that are collecting all this data coming to the conclusion that these can't be humans, presenting it to the sites, and then getting some sort of response from the site. We're still waiting to hear from GG uh, with regard to uh, the, the most recent, I don't want to, uh, allegation, I guess is the right word. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that came out two days ago that we were talking about with Matt that looked like it was some sort of bot farm um attempting from my perspective I, I think it was an attempt to to bonus war bonus uh, bots bonus bots yeah and i nice. do think that uh jason coon may have made a statement about this in a thread so i don't think it was like very widely viewed but uh let me he doesn't use twitter up. much he does not use twitter he much. knows to stay out <laughs> okay yeah so it was with um he was in a thread with uh todd and he basically <laughs> said that this situation was 100% not super using and this case has already been resolved. There are a lot of cases of promotion abusers slow chip dumping at micros that makes one person have an astronomical win rate until they're all caught. Uh, and then he said, I hope, oh, sorry, I guess Todd's follow-up is important. Um, he said, will we be able to find more out about Money Taker? There were several major questions left unanswered. Jason said, I hope all the info can surface. As for now, there are legal constraints. What I can confidently say is it's extremely unlikely a similar event ever occurred. I don't know enough to say with 100% certainty. Uh, the problem was patched and the vulnerability no longer exists. That does feel like it should be in like a separate tweet. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, yes, obviously. Like it'd be nice to see this statement just Like a made patch public. note? Yeah, right. Um, or just from the Integrity Council. Right, that's Well, he's on too. it. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, they need Con a Twitter account. Yeah, Con yeah. Conrad's point is that like they're quiet, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be nice. It'd be nice to see this stuff publicly, where we can kind of report on it with a lot more confidence rather than just speculating. Like when Matt and I were going back and forth, we didn't have these details, right? So we're just looking at a graph, and he's basically saying, "Well, that looks like a bot," and I'm basically saying, "Like, and it's at micros, so maybe it makes sense that they're just trying to to bonus horror here, kind of thing." Um, and that was also just like, you know, inside information that was passed my way. So maybe that's, uh, it, it seems as though that's likely what was happening. Bonus hoarding is pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, until you get give, caught. Well, what, what's the penalty? You no more bonus for you. Right. <laughs> Take your bonus away. <laughs> to, to be fair, if this has been going on for a while, they've been well off. They played for at least five years now. If not more. What do you mean it's been going on for a while? If it has. Uh, which part? The, like, bonus or in bot. Wait, what, where are you coming from? Where is, where is this timeline coming from in your head, I guess? I don't know how long the bot's been, like, operating for. Like, this, obviously, it's going to be multiple, uh, multiple of them because... Well... They're bonus horn, but... Yeah, but I mean, like, the accounts themselves, we know we're... we're not very old yeah no of course they barely played any hands yeah no no i understand that i'm just saying like this is obviously a rinse and rewash uh, oh wash, yeah like yeah, repeat, yeah like whatever however the yeah, fuck you say it, that right but like it's it's one of those things where it's like we only care because it's an anomaly in the data it's not really harming uh the ecosystem that much it's only harming gg no no yeah i understand that i'm just like curious how long is 
the said person that's running this bot been doing it for yeah taking away yeah and maybe i'm wrong in saying that um it's not harmful yeah that it's not harmful to the environment as a whole uh maybe it could be uh it just doesn't seem like they're doing anything to suck ev out of the player pool they're yeah. just you know running a bunch of hands assumingly against each other and uh and clearing bonuses but i'm not i'm not really sure yeah. um this is a fair question. Geek says, serious question. Have you guys all heard from Guapo? Uh, yeah, no. no, we have not, Tyler. And uh, we're all very, very concerned. True. They said it's, he was going to be back on the 18th. Yeah, I, I was of the impression that I was out of this chair weeks ago. <laughs> and now here I am with a fucked up finger. Mm -hmm. uh, you got injured on the job. I got yeah, yeah, I got injured on the workers job. Comp for that? I got, he yeah, is I'm the owner for myself. workers comp. Uh, I, I, I have half a cast. You know, uh, only a quarter of a finger left. Like, <laughs> where are you, Guapo? Come back to us. We need you. I can't survive under these constraints any longer. He comes back next oh. week? I hope so. That's what he claims. <laughs> that, that is... Insider info is he claims next week. Yeah, yeah. that's... We, we don't know. Can't happen soon enough. We really don't know. He's probably having too much fun over there, honestly. And his eBay store is probably popping right now. I wonder if he just like set up shipping from from there, from the, like, <laughs> like just talked to Henry and was like, "All right, I'm going to create a shipping department out of your hotel. Uh, I'm going to need somebody to oversee it." But uh, here we go. Yeah. Honestly, that would have been sharp. Guapo, talk to me, baby. We got this all set up. Um, all right. In lighter and brighter news, followed by very quick and dark news, um, <laughs> we are at the final table of the Brigada, or I guess the. They are at the final table with the Borgata. We are not. Um, do we know what's up top here? 600 and... 636,000 or something 36, like that. for a 5K? Yeah. That's pretty fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, the field is led by John Panucci, uh, who I'm not familiar with, but I guess he made a deep run in this event last year. This is our main event chip leader right now. Yep, he got 20th in this last year. All right, 20th. He's followed by Alex Queen, local legend. Yep. Uh, been a Brigada reg for as long as I can remember. Uh, Carlos Chata. Oh, I guess I can scroll through and give you guys pictures. Uh, being a regular on the scene for quite some time. Has about 2 million in earnings, 2.4. One Anthony Zeno. He will be a topic of discussion as we go through this a bit more. Fifth in chips is Brian Yoon, legend in of himself mm -hmm. and then newcomer that Landon's very familiar with, uh, Casey Hatmaker. I've been playing for a while, I think, but yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. He, well, he, he also finally seen to me. He finally was able to Almighty Stack earlier in the series. Did okay. he make that hat he's wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I, Not that I joke. can't really can't help myself. <laughs> we really wish you could. I, I, I don't. Can't, I me can't. and Landon just, don't, honestly. Just, I just can't do it. Hatmaker, uh, hat wearer. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So it looks like today's going to kick off at uh, 1 p.m. East. So it's already underway. Uh, they'll be playing down to a winner, 600,000 up top. And one man that probably is looking to make a score here is <laughs> one Anthony Zeno. <laughs> uh, well, I think they're all looking to make a score. Yeah, right? but he might need it a little bit more than most. You know, uh, Jesus. Uh, well, uh, you know, look, we got to have a little bit of fun with this. I, I mean, maybe we don't. It, it, <laughs> nah, maybe, we do. It's maybe a little bit more serious than I'm leaning on. It is, on, but, but, you know. Um, so The memes got to fly. Yeah, the memes got to fucking fly, bro. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to, to pass on any memes. <laughs> Where did I put this asset? Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, I... That was pretty good. <laughs> 
Okay. So <laughs> this happened uh, back in December, I guess. Um, and we had heard about it. I think everybody had heard about it to some degree, uh, like through the grapevine. But there were like conflicting reports as to what actually happened. Um, but supposedly now it's becoming a lot more public knowledge that uh, Zeno was caught like taking a book bag in the wind uh, that had 20K in it, which, you know, ev eventually like he was uh, charged for theft. But I guess he's not actually getting charged for the full 20,000, maybe because it's not verifiable or whatever the case may be. But anyway, uh, this supposedly did happen um and he's being investigated allegedly. moving forward or whatever uh, allegedly supposedly who cares um <laughs> so uh the reason why i think this is worth mentioning is not to like drag Zeno. i think he's you know a great guy i love Zeno to death he's super nice uh and i think everybody has that opinion of him but this is one of those things where it's like you know it's a cautionary tale of uh beware of who you're doing business with in situations where you know, they have these outstanding situations that uh, are less than above bar. Um, hopefully, he is just going to make everything right uh, and this will all go away and we won't have to hear any more about it. Um, but also, like, you know, you don't want to be put into a situation where this stuff gets swept under the rug because a guy had a score and, like, you know, erased a past mistake or whatever. It's like, we should still probably be pretty aware of, like, what's going on in uh in the sphere of where we're gambling but most importantly don't fucking leave your book bags laying around <laughs> if you have money in them especially like victim blaming now well a little bit yeah you know barbara was on the barbara was on the show and he was talking about how the the cheapest mistake he ever made was leaving his book bag at a table at a venetian where he had like uh, either an iMac or like uh, a Surface Pro or something like that. Like not too expensive, but like expensive enough that you wouldn't want to have it stolen. Somebody on break took his book bag, took the computer out of it or the, the uh, tablet, whatever. Um, and he went to security to, you know, try to find out who the perp was and, and get persecuted. And he said the thing he'll never forget is when he asked them to check the tape, they said to him, those cameras are there for our benefit, not for yours. Yeah, I remember this. Jeez. So, in essence, yeah. like they're there to protect the casino, correct? Not the clientele, right? And this this extrapolates that, out, right? That is like true. Yeah. when it comes to having big chips on the table, uh, you know, even carrying chips in your pocket, whatever the case may be, you are not insured. The casino is not going to be responsible if somebody walks by and plucks a 5K off your stack. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's, it's funny you say this because in right. Florida. Uh, mm -hmm legend of the game nidus uh dropped a 10k brick from his pants and this lady like picked it up and pretended it was her money strong and then nidus is like okay like i would like to have my like can I have my money back please and she's like no this is mine you're gonna have to sue me for it <laughs> so wow he's like you're gonna have to press charges and he's like okay i will Bold. and then he gets like he talks to the security guy and says hey this lady just took my money right uh he goes Okay, do you want to press charges? And Nidus is like, <clears throat> I really don't want to if she gives you my money back. And she's like, you're going to have to press charges. I mean, and she stood on business. And he's like... The adage, right? Uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> it really is. <clears throat> it's true. And he goes, it's okay, like, like, I'm willing to press charges. They go to the cameras that literally saw her, like, caught in 4K. He, she gave him back the money, and then she got charged with a third-degree felony. Those security cameras. She actually what? got charged? Yeah. 
He just took it and was like, oh, this is mine. He's like, no. Right. So wait, did and he they, get the money back? Yeah. He got it back and she got charged. That's had, incredible. This was on the bubble yeah. of the 10K in Florida. Like, stone bubble. They paused the tournament because Nidus had to deal with the situation. This yeah. is the most Florida I mean, thing I've ever heard in my I life. Mean, if if, if $10,000 falls out of your pocket and someone picks it up and says, no, I keep it now. Like <laughs> That's what happened. The, right. And like the least the casino can do for you is be like, yeah, no, look, like we have it on camera. Like she, she stole this money. They did that. Right. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good to know that they did that. Because yeah, that was... that's literally the least they can do. <laughs> I, I just don't understand that like she couldn't just stop at like, you know, the point right where she was about to go to jail. Like she just she had tried to... bluffing, <laughs> and Nidus ain't folding. <laughs> well, it's kind of a free roll for him too, right? Like just just say something. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. nuts. Like was she like, she was so convinced that the casino wouldn't. She just wanted. To, she just wanted to like, feel something, man. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> what I don't the get fuck? It. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. Speaking of feeling something, uh, you guys think I was bullshitting, but this is this is just straight facts, homie. This is what happened to me yesterday, a la the uh, the what you call microphone, the microphone biting me. Mm. Oh, you're showing an asset of your finger. Yeah. Okay. For the Maybe. squeamish, just uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Here's a here's a quick warning for you guys. Don't don't look directly at it. Ooh, that's a nice chunk taken out. It got me good. Yeah, it got me good. That's that's a nice the microphone got hungry. It jumped up and bit me. It really did. Uh, so to to have an idea of what happened, it's this it's this joint right here. Mm. Right here. Watch so, out, you're scaring so Yeah, yeah. Like, like and I have my finger it. right there, and I just boop. Yoink. Oh yeah. And I go, I immediately just grab my finger like this, and I go, that took a chunk out. Yeah, yeah, you did. That definitely took a chunk out. Uh, we're not okay. <laughs> Man, it's like one of those things where you're afraid to like look and see what the actual damage is. I, like, I didn't want to take my finger away. Yeah. I think the first thing you said was, where the fuck is Guapo? <laughs> yeah. And then you went it on to It never that. happened if yeah, Guapo that, was here. If Guapo was just fucking accurate. here, you know? Jesus. That's Guapo's true. become one with so the you, mic. You, you, uh, you know... Packs it up, put a little Neosporin on. It's his, it's right as rain, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, you guys probably can't really see it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I have no ability to zoom. But uh, if you want to head to my Instagram, you can, I'm a Wolverine of some sort. Yeah. I mean, this thing healed, healed right oh, up. right Oh, bone huh? broth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, bone broth. It's, it's got to be the bone broth. broth. Always the bone mm -hmm. broth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know it, Conrad. I All that whey protein. <laughs> well, the milk protein is especially good. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Uh, right there. <laughs> Big shout out. Uh, <laughs> JJ said it's karma for the fiddle BS. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's right. Take away the fiddle. You take Listen away here, JJ. <laughs> Listen here. My man over here doesn't get to call a flute a string instrument. Okay. He doesn't get to call a flute a string instrument for the better part of a year, <laughs> get an emote out of it, then stop using the emote and have me get blamed for replacing it. <laughs> this is not going to be the way this works. All right. Oh, I appreciate you for the for the 10-month membership, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Your finger was the first warning for, uh, for the fiddle. Yep. God damn it. You know? <sighs> <laughs> can't live like this. I can't. Live like this. Dude, All right. Dude. Uh, while I'm in the muck, I suppose we should just get to in the <laughs> muck. All right. 
I got, time. I got a You're good one in today. the muck. I, I'm in the muck, and uh, it's a doozy because I have to tell you, this this sim itself probably took me a half hour. It really did. To get off. Um, That's what she said. It's Okay. <laughs> Relax, Grandpa. All right. <laughs> ah, I love Grandpa LeBeau. Uh, all right. So this is your typical spot where um, we're going to play an SBR of about 1,500. Or so, you know, just your, just your usual 120k effective 100 100 game limped pot. Normal run of the mill limp check. Run of the mill 1500. How often does it fold to the blinds? Not very. Um, Can't be very. Eh, as much as you think. Yeah. Especially we were playing five handed. Oh, okay. So it definitely folds to the blinds more. Mm -hmm. uh, although that probably shouldn't matter. It should fold the exact same amount. Anyway. No, that's not true. That's it not folds true. more. Yeah. Folds yeah. more. Nine people, more people have hands raised. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> okay. He's sleeping. So we got 100-100. I limped the 6-9 suited. Dinner for two. Big lick, if you will. Jesus. <laughs> I'm the grandpa. How could he be mad at you if we had to do these things? Dinner <laughs> <laughs> for two. What? Like, go ahead. Go okay. on with the hand. All right. <laughs> you All may right. proceed. <laughs> proceed. Uh... Mm. We get the King Jack 7 two spade board. Now, this is where it gets a little bit convoluted. Can't really run for 1500 SPR. Um, but I don't have this. No, the best we could do is 125 SPR. So one tenth the size, basically. Right. Uh, and, you know, generally, we're just going to range bet here. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue is, is that, like, the deeper we get, the more I probably complicate my strategy early. And what I mean by that is the more willing I am to have, like, uh, multiple options available to me on the flop instead of simplifying to like a range bet. So I'll probably play like bet check here and I'll probably play. The other thing is there's only $300 in the pot, so I'm pretty restricted. You're saying the small blind has a range check here? No, bet. Oh, or a range a, bet. A range bet here? Yes. Hmm. You just For bet sure. everything? Yeah, you didn't, check, get, check. you didn't get ISOed by a range that's right. supposed to raise 50%. Yeah, yeah, and you can still have hands that he doesn't because you're. I have aces. Right, I have kings. Yeah, right, I have ace king. Right. Gotcha, I have king gotcha, jack. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I probably am supposed to play range bet here, but... Uh, but I you didn't. I did not. Is it for one big blind? So that's the other thing is there's only $300 in the pot, so I can only bet third pot, two-thirds pot, or larger. Mm -hmm. Right? I can't bet... Like, can't I can't bet quarter. I can't, can't bet, bet 40. Yeah. I can't bet 10. Right. I can't bet 25. You should try uh, to throw out two like green chips and see what happens. <laughs> You'll get booted. You mean, I'll be the one to actually fucking boot you. That's why we play 100-100 instead of 50-100. Right. So green chips don't play. Right. Um, so yeah, like my, my strategy is actually kind of confined to the, to the betting chips that I have available to me. Um, but also just like, I think I want to play a little bit more of a complex strategy because... I think Oaken's range is capped in a very specific way. Like, he's supposed to check back some suited aces. I just don't think he ever does. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to check back, like, some suited connectors and one-gappers. And just generally speaking, I don't really think that happens. Like, I think... Probably doesn't happen in your game at all. Correct. I think most people in this spot, blind versus blind, look at a hand and think to themselves, would I open this hand in general? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes, they pure open it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you look at king-queen, you never think to yourself like, oh, I need a little bit of king-queen here in my checkback range. Mm -hmm. I'm knuckle <laughs> no, they just never fucking have king-queen, right? Mm -hmm. So um, because of that, because it's like so much more heavily concentrated, the small cards, um, 
I think I would just like play a strategy that uh, allowed me to, you know, bet third pot with some portions of my range where I'm just stabbing, maybe have backdoors, whatever. Um, and then maybe play like check raise with other portions of my range. So instead of having like a pure range bet for third, I would probably mix between betting and checking is what that explanation was ultimately coming to. Okay. Uh, so I think this is a good did, one to did, check. Go yeah, on. I just wanted to make sure for our audio listeners uh, what the, what, what's going on here. So you have... Right, so I have nine, six of spades, uh, 100, 100, folds to me in the small blind, check, check. Uh, flop comes king of spades, jack of spades, seven of clubs. Uh, so we flop the nine high flush draw. I choose to check this one. Um, can go either way, I think. Uh, and Oaken stabs for third pot. Brian forgot the end. Oh, I guess he can't include the any. So there's actually 300 in the pot. Um, so he bets 100 into 300. And I then choose to check raise. Uh, now, because of the depth, I felt like... Because of the depth and the massive amount of nut advantage I have, um, I felt like when I choose to check raise, I should be polarizing. But I actually think in hindsight, maybe that's an error. Mm -hmm. Because I have so much nut advantage, like maybe just any check raising at all applies a lot of pressure to range. So, uh, you know, I could be in the muck here simply for my sizing. My mind was like, oh, if you have a hand like King Jack, you want to start to pump money in the middle. You, you 6X, so you, you made pot. 600. Yeah, mean, which, which seems like a, a big bet, but it's just pot. It's just pot. For what right. it's worth, if you had a hand like King Jack, you were just 3X per, right? No. No, you no, just limp? No, no, no. In these spots, you limp a lot. Okay. Because uh, you're just supposed to get isoed a lot. It's 100, 100, right? Or is it 50, 100? 100, 100. It's 100, 100, right? Yeah. So you're going to check a lot. Correct. And then he's yeah. going to reopen a lot. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, allegedly. Supposedly. Um, supposedly. supposedly. <laughs> but yeah, like, I would, I would raise King Potentially. Jack. Potentially. I would raise King Jack off here some of the time pre, but like I would look to limp raise most of the suited variety, whatever. It doesn't really okay. matter. Um, so I think my sizing is maybe a mistake. Um, but the idea was like, get the money now kind of thing with good hands. And build a pot. It's kind of hardish to polarize if you can't get stacks, right? Well, that which is what I was thinking. Yeah, like that made me think that like okay, I can be a lot more linear for the large size because stacks aren't really threatened. Yeah, right. Small size just doesn't accomplish anything. It does. It doesn't. It just folds out trash. But you're not really trying to get right. one pairs to fold anyways. Precisely. Yeah. You're just trying to get the stabs to fold. Yeah. So uh, four or five of hearts or something. Well, I'm I'm also just like trying to set up strategy for end game yeah. right turns and rivers so he continues through a call um and now we get a really fun card a good card five of clubs gives us a gut shot uh nine high flush draw and will improve a lot of his bet calling range because he'll have backdoors so my thinking <laughs> here was that this is a kind of card that we get to polarize on um you know the 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 majority of our strategy is always going to be constructed around our highest ev hands our highest equity hands and largely speaking that's going to be sets to pair uh those types of holdings right mm -hmm. so thinking to myself like what do sevens want to do here when he never has jacks or kings right. what does king jack want to do here when he probably never has sevens either right so it's a situation where he's pretty close to being devoid of sets plus you're not your nut advantage is huge it's massive here. huge massive so i'm like well, we want to pump money in the pot mm -hmm. if ever there's a time to 3x pot this has to be it. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. This is rare, baby. Mm -hmm. This is rare. We just get to find the natural 3X pot in game. Let's go. We find it. We find the 3X pot. Bloop. 
4,500? That's right. All right. He calls. He snapped. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I had it's hope. Okay. You have equity. Right. I guess you outs. just have to be careful with how much you bet with your, with frequency. On uh, the term. Explain. Like you can't just bet over pairs here or like you can have aces or ace king and go to Some. I, aces specifically with the ace of spades. I sure, think we can do suit, this because, mm-hmm. well, specifically like, uh, we like doing it probably like ace of spades, ace of clubs, because I don't think he's checking back much suited ace X. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's pretty nice to just bomb with because he's going to be a little bit more concentrated to smaller flush draws, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe fold, maybe don't. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I think he's making errors versus three X pot. I just don't know in which way. I mean, I found out real fucking quick in which way. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because when people, people are aware that when you can make a five card hand, like a clean five card hand, you probably should not fold mm-hmm. as both front door and back door flush draws aren't going to fold the three X pot. Right. Because you can just make a five card hand and win. But then when you have one pair ish type of hands facing three X pot, it's a lot easier for that hand to become a lot worse when a flush draw does come in. You want to know the irony about live poker? The opposite. They Nobody play the cares. opposite. Yeah. <laughs> they play the dead opposite yeah. because they're afraid to draw to a five card hand that's dominated. Right. So when they have the 10 high flush draw, they're afraid that it's they're the ace high flush, flush draw flush that's then... doing this. So they muck. Well, especially when you're a thousand big blinds deep. Correct. And when they have a king, they just think to themselves, well, I block two pair plus, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of draws. Yep. So I'm going to call, and on River Bricks, I'm going to re. I'm going to decide. Well, the issue is the river doesn't brick very well. Oh, I know the fucking issue, Lance. <laughs> Trust me, I was counting. I was trying to be the issue, okay? You like, are the danger. Yeah. Right? I've, I've, oh, man. Let a fucking clean eight of hearts roll off one goddamn time. You'd go pretty man. big. You go Where pretty big. It? I love you, Alan, for snowman. You probably don't, I don't think you jam, though. But you I can't jam. Big. You have to bet what you bet sets. We were 1,500 SPR on the flop. <laughs> I'll just bet 300 again. 3x 3x we yep. just would find the the rare 3x 3x spot pretty nice 30 said yeah that would have been about 30k yeah, about 30,000 yeah. so he calls your 4500 and a nice what we got here today the old king of hearts rolls king off. of hearts that's uh that's, that's not going to improve your hand well you proved to a pair now that's a brick yeah, you, got, you do have a pair yeah, now. you do have a pair of kings now because yep. it's on the board felt sure. like a brick i <laughs> i kind of uh, i really wish the river were a jack yeah because He's supposed to fold all Jack X that is not uh, clubs on yeah. the turn. Or two mm-hmm. pair. Right. Or, yeah, like Jack 7, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would, Jack would 7, be Jack trap. 5 suited. Right. Jack 5 off. Um, but I don't know if he is. Here's the thing. He's supposed to fold a lot of King X also. Yeah. But I'm more confident that he's making errors with King X than I would be with Jack. Like, I think mm-hmm. he'll look at, like, you know, Jack 10 of Jack 10 offsuit mm-hmm. and just muck it on enough the of the time. Yeah. So you're sitting here with nine high, four. Paired top pair. Yeah. And you're I mean, like, what am I going to do? I hedge. Check. Yeah. I hedge. I can't check down nine high. I mean, I should check mm-hmm. down nine high. But I think, I think bro's making mistakes. I thought that he could be concentrated to a lot of clubs. You know, I don't want to just like lose the pot versus. Like a 10 high flush draw. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the, well, he's just going to bluff, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to check and he's just going to bet like half fucking pot. Yeah. And then I'm really going to want to go for it. Yeah. You can kind of block here then, right? Go quarter. No, get the I, clubs to fold. I think I think he's good enough to raise uh, and rep the king if I do that. Uh, but maybe you're right, honestly. Maybe you're right because my line's so strong to now go quarter. It just looks like I'm full. King Jack. Right. King seven. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. Uh, obviously, I think like like King Jack here, you wouldn't go pot. I imagine. 
You have too much. After going 3x on the flop? Yeah. I mean, it, on turn? Yeah, well, because when the I king mean, comes, how I, do you get called? Well, I think I would go pot because I'm scaling down from what is more natural size, which is over bet. But what calls you? I don't know. I can't care. I just mm -hmm. have to, like, trust I get called sometimes, right? Because it's like whatever does call me is, is, go, is willing to pay a lot. Yeah. Well, it could also raise two it's versus block. I don't think so. I mean, someone has king 10 facing b25. They're going to raise. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, after that line, especially live, like people are just so happy to show down hands that feel cuspy. Mm -hmm. You know? People will, like, like they don't want to, they don't want to raise and they get three bet. That's the problem, right? They get this really small, like, block bet into them and they have, like, a decently strong hand and they're like, I, I want to go for value because you just bet so small. But, it's why, it's but why, like, if I do that and you come over the top, now I'm like, put more money in and I have to fold. Yeah, it's, and you uh, see it all the time. They're just like, whatever, and they just flick it in. Yeah, it's why blocking is so powerful, but it's yeah. also why the raise doesn't come through mm -hmm. because they recognize how powerful blocking is. Then you should block. But, <laughs> no, not no. if they never raise. Not because bad. I'm saying you should block with the. With cheap bluff, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you block yeah. and then he folds clubs, and because yeah, now he's not going to raise yeah. you with the bluff. Yeah. Because if you go over the top on him, he's going to have to fold. And why well, would if it's bluff? a bluff, he doesn't care. Mm. If it's a king, he cares. Well, he thinks you always yeah. have a king. Like if you block, if you block, uh, don't, don't do this. If you block bluff, then you're literally <laughs> just targeting like the the bottom portion of his range that beats you. Right, which may just find the courage to bluff, may not. Right. I mean, we're we're really deep into the to the meta at that point yeah it's also okay to give up though you're allowed to give up nine high front Deep door draw you probably don't give up backdoor draw no Deep backdoor is pure bet you're yeah. right you want spades to fold yeah you have spades i, I think uh yeah mm, but, but really it's kind of interesting really because shitty set of spades though it's interesting mm -hmm. though because like uh it kind of it, it kind of works itself out the same based off this depth like i don't think he's going to bet fold much in the way of backdoor draws so he's going to have a high concentration to clubs also but he might not bet them as much as spades in the first place he'll just check back and try to realize i don't think that's necessarily true i mean i mean he's just like stabbing for third pot i think he's probably just anything that has reasonable equity he's probably just flicking it in seems like an issue well yeah that's why i played the hand this way <laughs> i mean i i'm i'm clearly like trying to take advantage of big errors that i think are occurring mm -hmm. um Man. but but also like the the other side of it is having spades on the river especially low spades is kind of nice because you can target jack x which only jack x of clubs continues which probably folds the turn a lot though not jack x clubs sure but that's not a very big portion of range which is only jack x is my point. So he has like this subset of Jack X of clubs that always continues. He has this subset of like other naked clubs that probably continue most of the time. I don't know. Spades and uh, then King and then, X. Yeah. And then he has like other spades and then we get fucked by King X. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like, so it really just comes down to how much King X he has. And uh, what we'll find out is that like I just am going to get absolutely lopped off here. I just think my fear in this like, when we try to construct what his range is, it's a lot of auto folds or weak value or just strong King X that has yeah. us wrecked. Yeah. Which kind of brings me back to the block being a reasonable strategy. I, I think I think there's something very viable in what you're saying. The only uh the only hole that I could poke through it is that like I think he just like pain calls a jack always. I think that's okay. Okay. Because we'll still have uh, like he'll like he'll call a jack always, but we're not targeting a jack. Right. We're targeting the right, draws right, that miss. Right. Right. And, and then, I guess in my head, full pot would target a jack more. So it now, would. Right. So now I'm encompassing all the hands that we are targeting plus this other, you know, X percent. Right. 
and it's probably close with Jack X of clubs on the end facing Pure pot. Pure fold. All of them. Pure fold, unless it's like Jack seven, which is not clubs. That's why Jack seven calls because it's not clubs. Right. What you did was you tried to you tried to target what you could try to potentially get a range fold. Yes. That wasn't King X. Exactly. But then the issue is when you do get called, it's King X. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's expensive when you get called, but like you don't expect to see a ton of King X. Well, you're going to see more King X than Jack X. Uh, not when the you king, can king you not have, when the king pairs. I think you definitely yeah. see a decent amount of Jack X. Three X potted turn. Yeah, but if you just, I mean, think it, about what game. Well, think about it, what game we're playing. Like, it, yes, it, it also just depends like how much Jack X suited he has versus like raising pre. Like Queen Jack suited probably raises pre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right, so like that might not exist uh, at a super high frequency. But what if he has like a hand like, like Jack Five of clubs? Exactly. Well, not, not five because the came, or, but yeah, like so Jack, Jack Six of clubs. Yeah, yeah. something like along yeah, yeah, those yeah. lines. Right. Yeah, we're aware of the Jack X. No, of they're clubs in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're also just aware that he has Jack X without a club that folds the turn. Landon's yeah. right. Like I'm, not, I'm not trying to argue against his points at all. He, the, 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 the main point that he made that I think is most accurate is I was trying to target a specific range that auto folds, right? And I was trying to get to the actual, absolute top of that range. Whereas like what Landon's saying is if we block, we still target a range that auto folds. We just get fucked now by Jack X, which may not be happy, but is often going to call. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it is one of those things too, where if we have block and he doesn't raise King X, that's kind of his problem because now you're sort of getting away with murder with a block size. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, but like, what value do you ever have? In Jack. No, but that that's. But we would make full pot if we full pot. You're saying I'm saying if I was you and I had King it's, Jack, it's, I would block. You're, but you were saying that like it's his problem if he never raises the block. Yes. Uh, with a king or a bluff. It's our problem. Well, he can raise with a bluff and not a king. That that dichotomy can absolutely exist because the bluff is worthless to him sure. and only functions as a bluff. The king wins. A lot. So you have showdown value, you know, right? Get it's too much showdown value, right? So it's just like it's just gonna call. It's so much showdown value that you should raise. I don't think so. I actually don't think any king X will raise. It's not full, off of this line. Maybe though. I mean, Facing maybe the like block. It's potential. Potential. He doesn't have king queen because it raises pre, right? He doesn't really have. Uh, I mean, obviously the full houses are gonna raise, so like those exist. And then what's your next pip down? King ten. It just depends on what his weakest king is. Yeah. Right, like king 10, king 9, king 8. Like, what are these extracting value from? I have to bet call aces, right? Which yeah. maybe I do, but... Well, you like, wouldn't bet aces on the river for pot. That's why I'm, well, I'm saying for block. Yeah, it'd be nice to block. You'd probably bet call aces versus block because he could have a bluff, which is nothing. Yeah, I probably would, but it's like, you know, he's targeting exactly aces now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I have so much king X. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be blocking. So I, I would kind of be surprised uh, if it raises block, but we can look. Um... Something right? You you bet full pot, which is ten thousand. He called with king four off. He called with king four off, which on the river is obviously correct. We'll yeah. uh, we'll figure out. <laughs> I wish I wish we had another animation for the wizard where it just goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> How'd we do, wiz? I don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> the wizard is all. You boys are in the fucking streets. All right, <laughs> let's get to the strategy of of this uh, actual mess. So. We made a lot of assumptions here, um, and most of them I think are pretty reasonable. Uh, when we look at the hand, uh, and I set it for me betting two-thirds or check, uh, I wanted to do this so that I had a more balanced strategy because I think, it's, I think this is more indicative of like how I would play the spot. Uh, so big better check. Um, we can see that I'm only betting about 33 or 36% of the time, uh, but the issue is that I do carry a big nut advantage. So the response, oh no. 
No. No. I did so much locking. Can I just go back? You dropped it, locked it, polka dotted it. No. Don't do this to me. There it is. Oh, thank God. It's back. Thank <laughs> God it's back. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, wizard. I appreciate you. Um, so I think that this is like pretty close to how I would play in-game. The problem is, is that when I check, I still have so much nut advantage that he's not really incentivized to bet at a very high frequency. So you can see he's only betting 20%, and that's with me locking like some auto bets, like giving him like auto bets with uh with like some King X. I shouldn't even say auto bets, but like a mix of of bets with hands that otherwise were pure checking. Um, like King Four was like pure checking. I just gave him like twenty percent, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, he's very, very incentivized to just see the turn. A because of depth, and B because of uh, you know, just being really capped. You can see that he doesn't possess any King Jack. He doesn't possess any King Queen. No Aces Kings. No Ace King. None of these strong hands, right? Uh, no sevens, no, um, a little bit of Jack, or sorry, Jack seven and full. So basically the top of his range now becomes Jack seven and that's what he's crafting his strategy around. And though that's a really good hand, it doesn't retain nearly the same amount of equity as even like a hand like King 10 would in this situation. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit off by that. Jack seven might have, um, a fair amount more equity than King 10, but like if he had King queen in range, they wouldn't be that far apart right um so you can see he doesn't really bet that often but we did lock him to some bets uh specifically like a lot of his flush draws basically anything that has immediate equity i kind of gave him uh some frequency of betting on and he lands on a 20 percent bet for a uh, third pot so we can see now my response is going to be to raise very infrequently which i was really surprised by because if we have such a big nut advantage why don't we just want to like blast money in the pot? And I think what the solver's ultimately arriving at is like we have too big of a nut advantage. Basically, you missed a range bet and now you're trapping. So follow through on the trap mm -hmm. and let him hang himself on the turn kind of thing. Um, it's also just, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like a who knows type of situation where if you look at a 20% bet frequency, you'll see that clubs aren't going to be in there all that often for him. I, I locked into having it. If you go back, all like all of the club draws, you just gave. I, I just gave him like quarter. Right, so they're betting some of the time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess this is what... Same with spades, same with... Like, I, I didn't give him, like, what I actually think uh, he's betting with because I don't want to be that assumptive that he's making, like, egregious errors. Um, yeah. But he probably is. He's probably over C-betting equity. Betting here a fifth of the time seems a little low for anybody. Agreed. Facing a check. Yeah, agreed. I think it's probably much closer to, like, half. Maybe even two thirds of the time, but hard not to bet a king. Yeah, but like we'll run it as is. Um, so you can see that I don't get to raise all that often, but you know my hand is in there with a mix. Uh, a lot of these hands are in there with a mix. Uh, I have it locked because it didn't really have me check raising um, enough uh, thin value. Like I, I basically would check raise a lot of king x here, and it was trying to position me more towards polarization. Um, but I think at this depth, again, like the depths we're looking at here is only 125 SPR. We're actually 10 X deeper. Um, so things change a bit. Uh, so I locked like what I think my check raise range is. I, I don't think the frequencies are correct, but I think the candidates are. You check raise more than 2%. For yeah, yeah, of course. But I think the actual candidates chosen are correct. Uh, so, you know, we kind of go into fantasy land node. Uh, now you can see his response. 
pure calling all of his king x this is what i think is like most relevant so he folds a jack on flop versus reyes yeah i think um his weakest ones are going to fold unless they have a backdoor you can see the clubs fully continue um same with jack three but everything else is going to have either backdoor properties or the ability to improve the two pair pretty cleanly i'm see you're going to see the issue here very soon yeah <laughs> so same thing with jack three up jack jack deuce off stuff like that and i imagine like some uh maybe not i, I think it might be because i have like ace deuce of spades that's check raising so like these hands don't uh really want to be in there unless they block that uh you can see like the two of spades is a pure call everything else is you also just fold. don't make a better two pair like you want to you want to have like jack 10 outs so you can beat jack seven if they check right. raise you yeah probably um so now the turn comes to five and we got one right team we did something Ayo. good yes. hey one look at us or two look at us <laughs> we did it except me you daddy can't, you can't except give me. him the the wizard cope check mark <laughs> yeah no i get the wizard cope check mark that's what i'm saying i, can't, I got I, one node right i'm saying you yeah. can't we can't give you this much power okay well whatever i got a node right and i'm happy about it All uh right. <laughs> so my hand um follows through here less often than clubs obviously we we kind of knew that clubs were going to be the big follow through here like that's that's what you want to polarize with mm -hmm. um and i think my thinking was just like a little bit off in that the because the spades were the two biggest cards that his pair pluses would have to call call fold at a pretty high frequency you also just want to protect the range to check raise the turn as well yeah, Six that's nine's true. probably going to be a good one to yeah. check and then face bet, go big. Like King Jack, you're checking half the time and it's not because you're scared. You're right, right, right. I, yeah, I actually think I might have been able to, you know, really get in the fancy land and pull a double check raise here with we my We found a way to be an all-in. <laughs> we could have fast-tracked that son of a could bitch. Could have gone for like a... <laughs> that son bitch. Like a pull or two. Um, but yeah, like my line of thinking here was that because the king and the jack are unblocked for clubs, that... Uh, most facing 3x pot most king x is just going to be indifferent and start folding a lot except for the clubs they're all going to pure call mm -hmm. and then I figured those hands would then become indifferent unimproved on the river yeah, or if he right? was like king offsuit high with a club right so I was trying to think streets ahead of like because I know that front door spades aren't going to want to bluff river but my mind was like oh but we can in this particular instance because I'm funneling him to so many hands that have to call call fold in the club region you're forcing uh, strategy. Maybe a little bit. Might be happening a little bit. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like we got this one right. I set him in the fucking muck. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave himself a, I got the it. wizard check I got mark. One, I got one thumbs up. I'm not going to get any more. Trust me. Um, okay, so... Should I look at aces, by the way. It's a pure check. Is it? Yeah. 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 yeah that makes a lot of sense, yeah. I think. The five is pretty nasty. Um, he's going to improve some equity retentions hard when the board changes yep. a lot. Exactly. Not in your favor. We have a hand that can like, you know, check call twice, you know, assuming we don't face like two E, which at this point I think is like a thousand percent pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're probably not going to face it. You know, not, it's a rogue strat mm. at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we do go for the big size. Um, I actually would have not pure checked aces. I think I would have bet ace, ace of spades, ace of clubs because he doesn't have any of those nut flush draws uh, retained. But yeah, whatever. It seems like it might be a small error. Um, now when we look at his response, my assumption was pretty correct. Uh, he's more than just indifferent, right? King five actually becomes indifferent, which is wild, right? Uh, he's never folding this hand, obviously. King seven more so than king five? Uh, yes, yes, actually very, very key to point out. So um, it really hates having the king of clubs or the seven of spades. 
like you don't want to block, I guess, my doubles that are the pair plus draws, which makes a lot of sense. Same thing with the king five. You can see that it doesn't really care to have uh, the king of clubs unless it's exactly king of clubs five of spades. I'm not really sure why that exact combo differs from the king seven scenario where having like king of clubs seven of spades is a pure fold, I think. Oh, wait. What's going on here? Where is king club seven of spades? Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's pure fold. Pure fold. Um, so I'm not really sure what's, what's interacting between these two candidates that make it so sensitive uh, to that one specific combo. But um, in any event, the more important takeaway here is that King X is in hell and the vast majority of it just folds. Well, uh, I guess that the might be variety the issue is it being in hell and the machine is just going to fold. Right. In practice, they're just going to find a continued potential. Correct. Right, so the errors that are being made, uh, we're aware that they're occurring, but maybe not aware of how we're going to take advantage of it. And the answer, Landon, is we're going to take advantage of it by the river being favorable to us and then blasting and now earning 300% pot off of King-4 on the turn. However, when the river is a stupid fucking king, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get to happen anymore. So what I'm hearing is you ran bad. Well, I didn't. I played bad too. Cool. Uh, when the river's a king, we hate our life. Uh, now you're right. It it goes to block. Oh, so you were correct. Look at Landon. Um, child of the sim. He is. He is the child of the sim. His now, daddy taught him well. Now, if we look at the response here, let's see if any so king. Oh, you know X he's raises. not my dad. Okay, so I was also right. <laughs> king X doesn't raise. Um, king five barely raises, right? It just doesn't have no, nothing just raises. Can't. He plays he, zero well, raise. He can't raise because in your machine sim custom, he doesn't have king jack. Of course, and you do right. That well, that was the predi That's what the whole sim was predicated on. Yeah. Right. So he gets to play like no raise on the river, which means that the block is now really. It's also effective. a b forty size, maybe if it's quarter, but it's still in raise. Yeah, but I mean, you know, whatever. Um. So the fact that he gets to play no raises, you're right now. This becomes really, really enticing. Uh, and even though my candidate doesn't do it, like you can see nine, six clubs, all the clubs are going to follow through as you suspected. Um, but yeah, even though my candidate doesn't do it, I think that like, if we want to force bluffs in, we just do so for the 40%. What does spades do? They just give up? Yeah. Just check yeah I, I think for the, whoops. <laughs> just just right, remind you, you. One more time for the boys. Fucking relax, man. I, I get it, okay? I'm in the mock. No, 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 but this is good for you because you need the negative reinforcement. I do need the negative reinforcement. I won't do this again, I swear. Um, <laughs> They'll do it again. At least not this week. Uh, <laughs> and the week is over. Right, so he'll <laughs> change his mistake from doing something like this to playing like a six-bet pot with six-four suited. Right. Ooh. Yeah, you got it. You just... Oh, no, what have I done? You got to figure it out somewhere else. What have I done? All right, anyway, I... I fucked everything up. Uh, I was going to try to isolate for spades and, and whatnot, but now it's I, just going to give up. Yeah. It, it's just going to give up. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to find any spades that don't give up. So um, effectively what we've learned from all of this is that King is bad. Uh, that river is no bueno. And uh, Oh, I do want to take a look at and see what he does with Jack X. Uh, yeah. So facing block, this was kind of my fear. Uh, no, you're right. Only the two pair. Uh, no, he calls with Jack three of clubs, pure. He calls with Jack seven, Jack eight for some reason, pure folds. I guess you just have to start finding folds. So yeah, like that was my fear was that I would get called by Jack X too much, but you're correct in that he doesn't really have it. 
Right. Well, I said the big issue was when you looked at your machine back in the node of flop, the mm -hmm. Jack X suiteds were very, very low. Yeah. So you're targeting a range that does not that important in relation to everything else. Yeah. If I locked for something that I think is maybe <laughs> a little bit more reasonable, like him just not bet folding a pair. You can lock and fold yeah, a range too. I was going to say, he seems my Why don't we do something that actually happens in real life? I don't really it know what just happens. have all the jacks. He just doesn't bet <laughs> fold a pair, man. Like, have you played live poker before? I'm just like sitting here like, you know, he might just have all the jacks. He's not a machine. He might just call mm -hmm. you with A7. He's not the machine, Maybe, man. maybe. I mean, like, this is, this is the beauty of live, like, is that we do get the freestyle in these spots. Um, but... You know, we want to be able to have some sort of theoretical grounding. I wanted to show this in the muck specifically, not because I think it demonstrates like this unique theory spot where uh, we're we're finding something or anything along those lines. I think this more so demonstrates like what freestyling actually looks like when you have an idea of how theory works, right? Um, I chose a larger flop side because I think that that range is so capped and I can apply multiple streets of pressure i went with the 300 percent pot on the turn because we started to polarize the flop and the turn is very so it's like there are heuristics that i'm leaning on that are very apparent throughout the course of this solve that are specifically targeting mistakes that i think my opposition's making and it's it's a hairline thing right like when you're wrong it's really expensive and i end up being wrong on the river in the range that i may be targeting right um on a specific River. Well, on that river, yes, yeah, yeah. On on most other rivers, I think that my assumption that weaker draws fold too often on the turn and weaker yeah. kings call too often are probably going to allow me to massively overbluff uh, board changing cards. But the king ain't it, right? Like at the end of the day, the king just ain't it, and full pot ain't it. Like that size is just going to be incorrect. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Okay. Well, because like, well, like <laughs> thank, thank you for your input, Bra or Landon. Uh. Well, I mean, like when it comes to texture changing cards uh -huh. on the river, you're probably just gonna have to size down for the same reasons. Yeah. Where uh, King X is not very happy facing a B40. Sizing down to pot is sizing down, right? right. 300 to pot is a pretty significant uh, scale back, especially mm -hmm. whenever we land at river and the SPR is still like. Uh, I mean, what did I bet for pot on the river? 10K? 10K, yeah. Yeah, so river SPR is still like 10. Yeah. Right? It's just It just really depends on what river you get, right? Spade versus club is going to yeah. be different for your overall betting volume. Um, yeah, straight, spade, spade is actually trickier than club. Yeah, because right? clubs aren't that existent. Exactly. Like club, we know that we're going we're gonna to rifle it off. Whereas a spade, it's like, okay, we made a... We made a marginal hand. Yeah, like your flush right? is kind of eh. Yeah, we made a five-guard hand, but like, yeah, we're dominated some of the time. The only beauty that we have is that we think he probably doesn't have nut flush draws in range very often, if ever. I so like, he might just pure call his flushes. If you, if you like, I guess, play with it and put like a deuce of spades river, I would imagine that we mostly block. I think so too. Because yeah. like you just would block and then call. Yeah, and I think it would work very similarly to this situation where clubs would be happy to block. Um, yeah, and then you know spades, you know whatever you just get your value. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very interesting spot. Uh, I, I wanted to demonstrate like what it looks like to go for that like big polarizing turn size and then have to uh, navigate rivers differently. Uh, if you guys have a similar in the muck situation that you would like us to discuss on air, by all means, reach out to us. Head to our Discord. Check out the uh, Solve for Why Twitter. It's the pinned comment. So at Solve for Why. Uh, sorry, at Sulfur YTV is the Twitter handle. 
uh, or you could just hit hashtag Discord in the chat beside you. Also, if you guys are interested in getting uh, your own GTO Wizard AI unlocked so that you can run these spots yourself, uh, go ahead and hit hashtag Wizard in the chat. You can follow that link and uh, get yourself all signed up. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes, as if that wasn't it. I was going to say, there's something else to talk about? There's one more thing. Oh, my God. We what left, is it? We left the best for last. Oh, um, what's that? Actually, right. hearing you cry is pretty pretty damn good. I was honestly. not crying. Yeah, yeah it's cry pretty, pretty good. You definitely a lot of tears. Why you cry? Cope, cry, <laughs> same, same. Maybe I coped a little. All right, sorry. sorry. Definitely a lot of cope. A little bit of tears. You motherfucker. <laughs> Where's your hands at, Conrad? <laughs> My brethren in the muck. I know. I know. You know I've how many times you've begged for the thumb up? I know. Oh, I got so the nice. turn right. Give me my thumb up. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. That's good. That's good to see that green check mark. Yeah. The yeah. red X, not so much. All right. I'm, eh. gl- I'm glad to see that you're back on the reasonable side of things. All right. Um, I want to talk about this because I think that this is actually, uh, I know that, I know that, um, you know, Jonathan don't see eye to eye when Jonathan and I don't see eye to eye when it comes to strategy and heuristics and the way that we teach. But uh, I actually think that his Twitter post the other day, yesterday maybe, um, brings up a really important pain point that is too often missed uh, by people who are new to studies, specifically new to solver work. And uh, this, to me, is one of the lazy shortcuts that often gets promoted in a way that's not beneficial to anybody except for the person who is uh, not taking the advice, basically the person who's making the bet. And that is that this notion that um, if you look at a solver and you see hands that are on the cusp, so uh, let's say a solver is uh, looking at a hand that's barely making EV at a node, the implication that somehow that's negative EV for a person who's less skillful. And that's the unspoken thing here, right? When he says, uh, it's important to realize that when a solver says something is barely plus EV, it is often negative EV for us. What he is not saying there is that you are a losing player and it's negative EV because you cannot make profitable decisions moving forward. Well, I think he was saying you can't play perfectly. But that's like a solver. That's not relevant, though. Right. No, right? I know it's not. I'm saying I, I think that's like in his mind. That's what I, I, fair. OK, yeah. we can give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's yeah. what he was thinking. <clears throat> but that's not relevant because neither are your opponents. Right. That, that was my immediate take away from when I when I read that tweet. I was like, well, we're not playing perfectly, but they sure is not are not playing perfectly Correct. either. Right. So the the implication that something in theory where two strategies are converged upon perfect play. The notion that a hand that is making money in that environment is somehow now losing when two strategies are imperfect is very, very, very hard to actually model and see come to fruition unless you are actively making such large errors later that you can't really play any portions of your strategy perfectly. Which is or, a different problem. Not perfectly, uh, profitably, right? Yeah, totally different problem altogether. So before I get into the example that he stated here, what I really want to highlight, and this is what the discussion uh, turned to in our Discord channel, is that what's really being stated here is not that 
there are some hands that are hard to play profitably in spite of the fact that they make money in theory. What's being stated here is that you have holes in your strategy that are costing you money with hands that are otherwise profitable. And if you translate that into layman's terms, what it's really saying is you overfold some node, specifically later in the hand. Therefore, the fix to that is to just overfold the Earlier. early node. <laughs> and all this tweet is now forcing you to become is an OMC, mm -hmm. right? It's basically saying that if you arrive at the river with a significantly tighter range, you'll have easier decisions. Which is true. Which is very true. But it also means that you've forgone a whole bunch of win rate prior to the river. And you've naturally forfeited that to your opponent. Because that's how EV works. It's not really win rate, more so you're exceeding the loss rate. You're losing more by overfolding. Mm, well, that implies that you were losing to begin with, right? Well, if you play, call it optimally, you're not giving up. You're not gaining win rate. Okay, let's, let's stop talking in terms of win rate because it's just about EV, right? right? Uh, what happens is if you overfold early, that EV has been collected by your opposition, yes. period, because that's EV how EV works. cannot be created or destroyed. That is, a, that is a quote by Matt Burke. It that, can that, be destroyed by it, overfolding. <laughs> well, it can't be destroyed, but it can be exchanged. Right. It, right? It, just, it just transfers from one player to the other Correct. back and forth. So uh, essentially what's happening is you are... Matt Burke Lavoisier. <laughs> you're, you're willingly paying money right. in order to not be in an uncomfortable decision later. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, that's all that's being stated here. Now, this example... Uh, I hate to, you know, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but like this example demonstrates a clear lack of understanding of solvers. And I'm really shocked that like people on the poker coaching side aren't in Jonathan's ear saying like, this is just wrong. Like, I would hope that you guys would point shit like this out if I ever publicly stated this stuff, because this is an egregious oversight. Like right? if you said, if you said on a tweet, like, hey, you should overfold the turn in order to make river decisions easier. I would say like, you're just losing so much on the turn though. Right. And even that would just at least be gener or generic. But like the example given here is like a gross misunderstanding of the math, right? So he says, uh, let me pull it up. He says, for example, when holding ace 10 on queen nine four facing quarter pot C bet, a solver might say that defending gains us 0.6 big blinds on average. That's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> but this is only because the solver will navigate the turn and river perfectly. A human cannot replicate this, and therefore the value of calling goes way down. Try. Understand this, pro understand this and prosper. Okay, so let's explain this so you can understand it. If we do assume that we play very imperfectly on future streets, and our opponents play better than us. So we play imperfectly, they play imperfectly, but they are more skillful than us. Then yes, Ace-10 will lose EV. What does that mean? Like better than? I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. Just it probably just doesn't lose work with so it. much that it turns negative. Exactly, exactly. If it's winning 0.6 big blinds, which is a lot, which is a lot, that needs to be specified. Right. It is a lot. Doesn't sound like a lot. If you're in a single raise pot, <laughs> if you're in a single raise pot, and there are six big blinds in the middle. Uh, if you're playing two five and they go two and a half, there is five and a half. Big five blinds. and a half big blinds. So six for ease. If there are six big blinds in the middle. Right, and your opponent bets. What did you say? Quarter 1. pot. One point five big blinds. So one point. So there's seven and a half big blinds in the middle, and you're making point six big blinds. That means you're making 
somewhere in the neighborhood of 8% pot share, 7% pot share, something like that. A lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of pot share to sacrifice. Small pot, big price. Right. So if, if this is the case where, you know, you're basically giving your opponent 7% pot share immediately just by like overfolding this hand, not only does it become a problem now with this hand, but it becomes a problem with all of these classes of hands. That it's not just the ace ten. Exactly, it's not just the ace ten. And what I don't think he's on. What, what I don't think is like being conveyed here is like queen nine four rainbow. How much pot share do we think a four has? A lot. Good amount. It's gonna be a good amount, but it might be like somewhere between point six and you know point nine big blinds. Right. Yeah. So it's not that much more than the right. 10. It's roughly the same. If you start going around folding pairs on, you know, queen, nine, four, rainbow, because you don't feel comfortable navigating bottom pair, you're not winning. And nothing that anybody subscribes to you will make you winning until you start to understand how to win in this game. Yeah, fold like three, four with a backdoor right. facing quarter pot because they might have a queen. Right, right. Like them having having the best hand at showdown is not the goal, right? It's nice. It's a nice caveat, but we want to make decisions earlier in the hand that are just naturally winning us money. When the turn's a ten and our opponent had bet a nine, we want to be able to just have ace ten, have it go check check, and then be able to block bet the river and win, right? Like that's really fucking important. You derive a lot of win right there. Or sometimes an ace comes and they overbet and you call and then check check you win. Right, and mm -hmm. like. It doesn't even need to be that complicated. That's how you would maximize your 0.6 big blinds, right? By just floating. Right, but say like you make errors and you just call and then the turn's a 10 and it goes check, check and the river's a deuce and you check and he checks down. You still made close to your 0.6 big blinds. You missed the river bet, right? And that was factored in, but it doesn't matter. You still might be making like 0.45 big blinds on the flop call. And you didn't do anything. It's more of just <laughs> you just called and then surrendered and like let the let the whole hand play itself out. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point in the where we're at with poker, mm. he would never make a tweet that says you should start folding bottom pair versus quarter pot. Right. Because people know like you can't do that. Correct. You simply can't. But with right. Ace Ten, it's kind of the same Still's idea convoluted. as mm -hmm. the four. But the difference is how comfortable are you calling with two overs to second pair versus calling with the four. Correct. Maybe and this is just a ploy to make sure people keep. Overholding. I mean, <laughs> God bless if that's the case. <laughs> I'm, uh, six I'm, I'm, I'm here for yeah. it. But yes. um, the 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 big the big point. So so there is a takeaway from this that I actually do largely agree with, especially live. You will play against players that think the way this tweet tweets. Right? Mm -hmm. They will think about Ace Ten the way that this tweet reads, and they will overfold it early. What we need to understand is that we've already collected that win rate when we see bet the flop. And now range betting wins so much more than it's supposed to in theory. For sure. However, we will exchange some of that EV back on rivers if we don't correct course, right? This is true. So people who do overfold earlier nodes are less likely to overfold later nodes. And therefore, we have to mitigate our bluffing range as well as our value range. We can't go quite as thin, and we can't bluff quite as often. This kind of happens naturally in live. Correct. Mm -hmm. People get like Every, they're, everybody they're, converges on like the nuts. The niche range is narrow. Some, right. Like sometimes yeah. you feel like you value better hand in theory that's supposed to value bet, and you always value on yourself, and it's because mm -hmm. of the overfold on earlier streets. Yeah. And and that is the hashtag they always have it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
not folding the ace 10 is the hashtag pay just pay mm-hmm. right these are the two these are the two strategic thoughts that are at odds and ev is what settles the score it's the unstoppable force versus the movable object that's yeah. it thank you <laughs> nailed it nailed it and you know ev is what we lean on to to settle the score and basically to tell us like exactly how this works fact is you could be making more money than theory would with ace 10 depending on how imperfectly your opposition plays Mm -hmm. right and yes you could be making less but it's very hard for it to become negative right right the other concept that i think could be pulled out of this is like in live if you recognize that people aren't uh, like if you recognize the way that people are are imperfect is that they're too tight, then our zero EV hands, our hands that mix call fold, raise fold, whatever, those hands will probably shift to negative EV. That's the spectrum that he should have focused on. If he wants to say, when facing somebody who range bet, or, or sorry, when facing a quarter pot bet that is not well crafted and too tight it's okay to fold your zero ev bluff catchers that's reasonable mm-hmm. because they easily could shift to negative right mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with how you play your future strategy it has everything to do with the fact that their range has morphed and now what was once a theoretical zero ev hand has changed because the variable has changed right just like if there's if they're range betting a spot where you're not allowed to range bet according to theory then your zero EV hands start making money. Man, this kind of goes back and reminds you of like the A66 board at the academy where it's like not a range bet. Mm-hmm. But if you put out a big bet or a small bet and someone starts folding hands like 7-8 on yep. A66 because you're going to play other streets poorly, you're just printing with the range bet. Correct. But and you're going to be losing on multiple streets mm-hmm. for, for big bet, big bet because they're... Well, you won't be losing. You just have to... You're, you're only losing if you don't alter your strategy. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Your bluffs will be losing if you still play a theoretical strat. Uh, if you play an unadjusted strat. Yeah. I think that's really important to, to key in on. The language matters a lot here. Because you very well can range bet and then just appropriate your check back range uh, on turn to, uh, to accommodate the fact that they are not calling too tightly. I do think that's nice that Ace-10 facing quarter pot cannot go from this very winning play to a... Not even break even. Like, sure, you're winning less, but it doesn't mean you're losing. I, I, I would go so far to say that I don't even know if we can lose with Ace-10 versus a bot. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we... Like, our imperfections, I don't think, can be exploited to the point where a hand that's making 0.6 big blinds versus a C-bet can now suddenly be losing by river. It would be really hard to make those errors. Right, right, because you would just find a turn fold on a brick. You'd find it's a not, call. With I don't a pair. even. Think, I, I'm positive that it can't shift to negative if we're finding later folds. I'm pretty sure the only way that it could turn to negative EV is if we massively overinvest with like ace high. Right, you for just too call, many you streams. Call that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like turn is a deuce, and they bet over the over bet, and you call. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an error. Right. Right, right. Now we're losing by default, and now you're just losing up like more. <laughs> right. So that error would have to be greater than 0.6 big blinds, and if it's not, then we would have to find a way to commit money again on the river. Just tough to lose. With the, this is why you call because of pot odds. Your price is just so good. Which is a big underlying factor that most people just don't understand, right? Yeah, well, it's just more of the binary. I don't win yet. I want to fold now. I could lose more. Exactly. Instead of, mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm not losing very much to call, but I can win more. 
if I make a hand or they check. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the, the nuts and bolts of like, this is very important to me for the specific reason that it's so misleading, right? Like this isn't just like the overfold now yeah, narrative. Yeah. Like, look, the, the, the stuff that I've nitpicked in the past where it's just like, okay, telling people to work harder is like really tone deaf and you know, it's, it's kind of bullshitty. Like it's not just a matter of wanting it. Like you got to actually have it. You got you got you got to know that Ace Ten's not a fucking fold on the flop, man. <laughs> you know, like you can't just show up for three thousand hours a year and print money if you don't know that hand that's making half a fucking big blind continues. Okay, Always. so it's like I had I had issues with that kind of messaging, but it's like I had issues with it because it falls into the to the hustle culture and the grind set and like the guru bullshit, right? So that's just me. That that that's not my taste. But like whatever, everybody can do their own. And I'll just have an opinion on it. This isn't an opinion. This is, this is blatant disregard for how money is fucking made in poker. Mm -hmm. And it's being presented as a new hack to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can win by a folding when you actually have a winning hand. Right. Like, oh, you want to know how to neutralize good players? Fucking fold more winners, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, what? Tight is right only gets you so far. Like you will absolutely destroy any available win rate imaginable yeah. if you are just calling preflop and then folding flop with good hands. Mm -hmm. Especially versus someone that is mildly aware of the showdowns that they see over a certain amount of time, where it's you get value cut enough times, you realize that someone doesn't have enough bottom. Right, and and the thing is, is like the game is only evolving in a way where people become more and more aware of like the biggest no nos. You know, for a decade plus, I printed off the fact that no one would continue with bottom pair after flicking it in with 5-4 suited pre. You know, it just comes queen 9-4 and they're just like, oh, fuck me. I didn't hit my straight. I fold. This right? is regressing strategy. Yeah, but like that doesn't happen now. You know, and if it does, like don't ever leave that game. Because right, like, now they check raise it. <laughs> it. It does happen. Uh, sure. Right? I get it. But like, that's why you don't ever want to pay them on the river. Um, so the, makes sense. The, sure. the the point The point being is that like it happening now in some sort of frequency isn't an indication that like the correct adjustment is to find ways for us to take hands that are clearly making money and dump them. It's yeah. just to it's just to lean on the fact that these guys stink. I think this mm -hmm. is why live poker mildly annoys me. Oh, it, this is why I love live poker. Right. Can, in, you're like I, he's a purist. Not, so not about you because people play bad live. Not about Man, not that sucks. Not about <laughs> playing bad. It's more so when you go for like theoretically sound river value and just never have the best hand when you do it, and you you're lighting money into the abyss because you need to check back as the range that does get there on river is so much tighter. Right. It's like why can't I just bet seventy five and then fold if I get raised and just get called by a hand that's just better than me every time? That's just as lazy as as fucking saying fold the ace ten because you don't want to make a tougher decision later. Well, now you have to. Well, if, if they're too tight, you have to start. I have to start checking back. Yeah, and I don't want to check back. Okay, but you, but you got to. Then just check back flop more. Got to play online. Keep them wider. <laughs> like, what? what, what you're. <sighs> <laughs> that that take, I appreciate. I do because it's being very honest, right? But it's also a very. It's it's mildly very, facetious, but go on. I I, I get that you're. You're memeing a bit, but it's also coming from the exact same place of wanting to simplify the game into something that so easily 
distilled that you can just like mindlessly execute, right? Like I know this strat, it's B25, follow with 75, follow with overbet with certain portions of my range, check down with others. That sounds and, nice. Right, yeah, <laughs> right? You just become a machine. You just execute, 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 right? And that's great. But like, that ain't it, man. That's not where all the money is made. You just because gotta bet if, that check. It, it's, if you can do that, so can someone else. It's not that hard to get that studied up to know what the fucking betting lines are. But if instead... You can go into an environment and say, this motherfucker doesn't call ace 10 on queen nine four. I just printed through a range bet. Now, what I have to recognize is he's much more concentrated to the middling card, the nine, the draws, and the queen, right? So I know that this concentration exists. Now, instead of me executing my normal line, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a slightly tighter polarized range on bricks when I go for the overbet. So now instead of me having like, you know, anything that picks up backdoor equity, uh, anything that blocks bottom set, whatever, and I just run it, now I have to be a little bit more particular, but only of the bluffing side, right? There's a lot less confidence in your strategy than there is mine. Exactly. But I think that that's largely coming from a place of, um, I don't want to go so far as to say arrogance or hubris on your side. But it, it's it's uh, well, it's confidence faith. of the Let's faith. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But but right. But you have faith. My God is real. Well, <laughs> you're operating off the faith of the vacuum, right? Whereas, like, sure. I'm basically saying that I recognize the vacuum doesn't exist. Well, you also do realize that it exists because Ace Ten Off wins pot share. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I, what I'm saying is that it doesn't. It's not. Uh, it's not a one-to-one -one transfer here when I'm in game. Right? No, my hand is not worth exactly what it's worth in machine. Correct. So that's what I'm saying is when I play live, I can draw back or, or I can draw conclusions from what I've seen in vacuum scenarios that I've studied. But I also understand every single spot that I'm in live is a one-off. Yeah. It's like this hand wins something, but how much does it win? I don't know. Right. All I need to know is that Ace-10 is making money through a check call line. Or some amount, right? Because then at some point you get, to a, you get to a point when you play like bigger pots and you're like, well, bluff catching here is worth very small percent of pot share. Right. Is it winning more? Is it winning less based off of this guy? Yeah. The, the, more we, the more we regress to zero, the more that we can now start to potentially overfold. But understand that when we're talking about folding zero EV hands, the frequency at which we're overfolding here is so minuscule that it's hard to auto profit as our opposition. Because we're also going to make errors in, in the mixes that... Um, Pure fold, you might mix a call. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So uh, like the king four for Oaken. That's just a pure fold. So is king 10, so is king nine. But like, I know for a fact he might be mixing those hands, but he's never pure folding them, right? So he's just finding too many calls in certain nodes, but he also might be overfolding like natural draws that are supposed to call. So his frequency is still intact. And you can make the argument that he probably should call depending on how much you're going to bet the turn. Yeah. Like if you're, because in theory, the machine range was 3% flop check raise, but you're raising more than that. And then turn over bets like 15% of range. You might be a little bit more than little that. Bit off, yeah. So it's like yeah, now. These are where the imperfections come from, right? right. This, this is where the EVs actually exchange. Point is, you have to fucking play the game. You have to play the game and you have to kind of gamble on like what you expect your opponent to do to some regard. Right. Because he might think that his play is winning as he can never fold this hand to you because you bluff too much, which may or may not be true. Right. And you might think his play is really bad because you're not bluffing enough, but you might be. And we continue on. And yeah. <laughs> Right? We move forward. And then you get the King of Hearts River and lose a big pot. Right. Point, point is... <laughs> Next time it'll come the Eight of Hearts Park. Right. Point <laughs> is... 
and he'll have certain hands have <laughs> even <laughs> just wrecked. The point is, some hands are just inherently making EV, no matter how imbalanced either player is, and it's just. It's a it's a sin to find folds with them. Yeah, this is kind of the whole nuts for a second nuts arguments. Exactly. Where it's like, ah, oh, can I really fold this hand? Like, meh, meh, meh. what I say every single time people find themselves in that scenario, and I talk about it a lot with Brian, is something went wrong somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's not about this decision. Mm -hmm. This decision is made for it's you. Almost you like have the second nuts. You've right. you've funneled too far. Something to something, this point where right? you're scared to call. Right, or your range is too capped, or like they are, you know, too have too much night advantage. Similar to this like custom sim that I just ran with Oaken. Like when he's totally devoid of full houses on the end, he can no longer raise his strongest trips. Right. right? That means that something went wrong somewhere prior. Mm -hmm. Right? And and something happened where an imbalance was so egregious that now we land in this new node where the second nuts feel really fucking bad. Mm -hmm. King seven doesn't raise river. Right. That's the second nuts. Yeah. Right. It feels really bad because there's a high concentration of nuts to the other range. And that happens organically live because of stupid fucking advice, like fold winning hands on the flop. <laughs> That's going to go easy today, buddy. I planned on it. I truly yeah, did. Can't, I just can't, can't help it, it man. No. It's charged up. It's, it's never so bad. It's like the, I mean, it's great advice if you want to keep the game soft, but like yeah. if you are going to actually try to help people get better, this is not it. So you gave a part, you've gave a, a really good example about how like, Hey, like if, if, you know, if this situation is, on the cusp of zero EV, then maybe that's a spot where you can fold. Why? Why? Why didn't he just go that route? Right. Right. Uh, like, like you, you came up with that very quickly and easily, and it's just like. Well, to be fair, it is something that we actually talk about a lot, mm -hmm. and it's something that we even speak on in the academy. By the way, if you haven't already, give that thumbs up. Yeah. Subscribe. Click the bell. Nikki's right. proud of you. Make sure you get those alerts in there. Got to. Uh, yeah, you got to. How else are you gonna see Berkey rant? That's right. It's true. Well, grind my gears. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, it, it's a concept that we've always obviously talked about a lot. Um, and, you know, maybe I should put out some of these threads uh, in order to combat against the trash that is floating around there. But, like, the bigger issue that I have here is not that somebody made some level of advice that's, like, bad. It's that it's a qualified voice that clearly didn't double check his work mm -hmm. and just, like, threw it out into into the ether as though like it's just fine yeah and now nobody's actually like like somebody has to i mean pad saw it pad pads pads gets patrick, it. Did, like, patrick didn't let that fly he he's not gonna let it fly he said uh is this a low-key dig at poker sites that everyone we play against is using rta <laughs> basically saying like okay if everybody is like has perfect sims yeah then maybe i could see a world where like we don't want to call cusp hands or whatever right he said uh or why will we assume that Opponents play their ranges perfectly and we won't. Exactly. Sure, we won't hit GTO perfectly on the turn or on the river, but why should our opponents? If they're way better than just unreg pre, it's a better <laughs> idea, in my opinion. And that's that's reiterating yeah. what I'm saying. It's basically saying, like when he says unreg pre, it's just saying, like, okay, well, you're not good enough to be in this game anyway. You're mm -hmm. auto losing mm -hmm. by by taking these strategies. Uh, in almost every spot, I'd argue that the the PPP site that we should... I'm not sure what that means. Um, maybe Landon knows. Where is it? I'd argue the PPP site. I'd argue the opposite site. Oh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
I, I argue, argue the, the opposite. opposite. I, I argue the opposite that we should defend wider versus C-bets. Correct. Okay. There it is. Slash Maybe. aggression since PPP almost. site. Maybe it's just the seat, you know? Maybe it's not me. Maybe I can read. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we tried this too much. Come on, bro. He, he hit me with PPP. I, I, I couldn't put it together. Uh, the PP. Uh, since almost every population data suggests a lack of turn river aggression, thus every combo over-realizing equity rather than under-realizing. Not trying to be smart, just not sure what I'm missing here. And, you know, he's being very, very nice. Uh, and I appreciate that so much about Patrick. Um, I, I don't have it in me, man. I don't have the patience. You don't uh, have I, it in you for more than five minutes. I tried. I really did. But, did. like, this is very bothersome to me because this is 101 shit. Like, mm -hmm. this is just literally understanding EV. And I get it. EV is actually more challenging to understand than we as the community tend to acknowledge. People think they know what it means. They, they conflate it with just equity all the time. Uh, they believe it to be, you know, this simple thing that we can calculate or it's a buzzword that just gets thrown around. Expected value is a very, very complex system of variables that are utilized to calculate how much money we're making at any one decision point, right? That's a very challenging thing to teach people. But guess what? When you're an instructor, you pick that, that equation apart. You take all those variables and you break them down individually. And you say, I'm going to teach you each one of these things individually as a heuristic so that you can understand at a broader level how EV is derived. So we look at things like showdown value. We look at things like raw equity. We look at things that, like uh, equity advantage, nut advantage, range advantage, etc. We look at board textures. We look at... Uh, positional advantage. We break all of these things down because they're all a part of this EV calculation. And then we finally arrive at a conclusion that's much more binary than it actually is at the mathematical level. Is this hand winning or not? And if you're better than that juncture, you can actually start to say, is this hand a part of a more complete strategy that's winning at this node, right? And when you start to check, check some of these boxes and you just say yes, you stop misplaying fucking hands, mm -hmm. right? And then you start to actually understand how to study a little bit better. Now you can utilize these tools to kind of dig in and say like, okay, here's what I was thinking. Here are the things that I was considering in the moment. Well, I have ace 10 high. Does it have showdown value? Yes. Does that make it higher up in our equity distribution naturally? Yes. Can it improve to better hands than my opponent is c-betting? Yes. Am I at a positional disadvantage? Yes. Okay, that's one, one score against. Um, what other ace x or 10x hands do I have in my range that are more natural continues? Maybe you don't find that many, right? Like we have ace nine, we have ace four, sure. But like we don't have ace king defending to a single open. We, don't, we might have some ace jack. But like, what's really the difference between ace-jack and ace-10 in this instance, right? So we just start to break it down in this way. And then finally, we just arrive at like, how much worse is my opponent betting here compared to this hand? It's like, oh, well, he's probably betting like eight high and seven high and six high and yada, yada, yada. And how does my hand play against those hands after I check and call? His uh, hypothetical was the button opens. Um, I'm not sure he was specific. Yeah, I don't even think he gave position. Specificity would be nice. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't specific. Well, it's like if he opens the button and just has like infinite deck, you have mm -hmm. a hand that cannot. It might be worth more. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm taking the point six 
with a grain of salt as uh, something that he's manufacturing. Maybe this is just a like random made up number. Source, I yeah. made it up. Right. Like <laughs> maybe Ace 10's never 0.6 big blinds of VV here, but like that doesn't matter because what it's not about Ace 10. No. It's not about the rice. It's not about the rice. Not about the rice. Okay. It's not about the rice. It's about. <laughs> not about the pasta. It's about the EV. No pasta. At the end of the day, it's all about the expected value of a hand and the, that those words mean something. When you expect that value, it's predicated off the fact that this hand is a part of a larger strategy that is going to derive us money. Yeah, some people are really good at this, um, somewhat from practice, somewhat from raw talent or ability. Some people do it without necessarily looking at much solves, but mm. they're good at putting themselves in nodes where they feel like they're winning the most money. Where yeah. instead of finding a barrel, they think someone might overbluff and check check and then win that way. Versus getting the value if they think a turnover yeah. fold exists, you know, and some people are going to be more right or wrong than others, but it's definitely a skill that needs to be practiced. Yeah. M by myself, including. Yeah, where yeah. It's like, oh, like theory says you should do this, so I just click it out there. But does he actually defend correctly? I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that can be done both uh, in game through observation as well as like just testing a lot. Like that's what these tools are best used for. I mean, so Jesse Lonis is fucking sick at this stuff, man. Like I saw him bet a hand. It's like, oh, this is probably too thin to bet. Gets raised. He just didn't believe the guy and called and just won infinite more money than I would have won. I'd be like, all right, I guess this guy just knows something I don't. All right. There's a pulse to this game. He's got $400,000 and I sit here fucking complaining about it. Bro's rifling it <laughs> off on fucking NFL bets. Yeah, what a legend. <laughs> winning. Yeah, that's why he rifles it off. He's got to yeah. lose somewhere to win somewhere else. That's true. Right. No, he, I he's, think he's winning. Wait, he <laughs> had the Ram, but he had Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the first of many, my, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Gotta I mean, ask him what's up with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. He's, he's, he's cooking. He's cooking. Yeah. Man, I got, I got sat next to the Sepio. I got sat next to Sepio on the plane uh, back from Florida to Vegas. And I was like, oh, like, let me look at some. Uh, we had Wi Fi. I was like, oh, let me look at some HRC stuff. So he just took a picture of my computer and said, oh, look, I'm studying. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice. Yo, I have a little CSA. Let's give a little shout out to um, Cody Daniels. Okay. He got sixth in the 5K PGT. Sick. Okay. Congratulations to Cody. I know it was uh, one of his big aspirations to make that TV final table. So, uh, that's that's really huge. Yep. Uh, unfortunate to to run short. He we got all know fucked. Yeah. He got fucked. He got ace queen and against fucking ace jack. I only fucked him. River oh. to jack. God damn it. There's no justice in this world. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, please enjoy your weekend. I'm going to need a long rest after mm -hmm. this one. Uh, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we'll be back next week. Please... Wapo, please come back. You. Listen, I'm man, you, you might have to pay him like a bonus to come back. Like it might take him money. Like he might just be living life over there. Yeah, Guapo's salary V definitely went up after this break. Guapo. He might just—he's fine, you know. He'll just move to Thailand, no problem. That's or fine. Wherever he, the fuck he, he is, he can remote desktop in. It's fine. Right? <laughs> Honestly, that's what we should have had him doing this whole fucking time. Was oh, just remote desktop yeah. in and just like move the mouse. Mm -hmm. You control the shit. Leave me out of it. Uh, I promise you a better show on Monday. <laughs> I, I swear our our resident uh producer switcher whatever you want to call it will be in in tow so we'll see you guys all then thank you as always uh noon monday pacific see you later Peace. squad